We can say fuck, Ethan, by the way. We can. We we just started. Oh, we can. Literally, we're recording. Shit, cock balls. <laughs> I, I already knew that you were going to immediately do a list of expletives. Welcome to the Create Beautifully podcast, where the potential in me honors the potential in you. If you're wondering if you can really change and truly find and live your purpose, then I invite you to let me be your accountability partner and for you to be mine. And together, we can explore with curiosity and humor what it is to create beautifully in every area of our lives and to take action to make that happen. Welcome. Today on the Create Beautifully podcast, we have the pool boys, Ethan Gelfand and Kemper Troll. And if you don't know about the pool boys, they rock. <laughs> uh, real quick. Why don't you guys do a little bit of like, tell everyone what you do, and then I'm going to, I'm going to say what we're going to talk about today, since I'm not even sure you guys totally know. It's going to be great. This is fair. So tell everyone what you do. Perfect. That's, again, that's. It's going to be the best. Amber, why don't you lead off? You're always a good lead off. Okay. So basically, and there's a lot of backstory to it that I won't talk about, but basically we run office pools for companies and groups of individuals. Uh, throughout sporting events currently, like the March Madness tournament is coming up. So you've got the brackets that everyone likes to fill out. We run these office pools. We create these custom recap videos where we talk about the people who are participating in the pool. We give out some awards. We dish out some trash talk, have some fun with it, and just make it a more fun experience for everybody. Lovely. Ethan, yes. did you have anything to add? That was pretty you good. concur. Ethan, do you concur? No, he he's he's a great spokesman. So he he hit it all. I love it. Excellent. Um, so we're not we're not gonna we're not talking solely about sports here. I mean, sports will come up, but like I'm not too much of a sports person. So the reason I wanted to have you guys on, so create beautifully, as you may or may not know, is all about kind of these little all these areas of our lives and how we each have these little gardens, totally, totally running with this metaphor. We have these little gardens in each area of our life, and some of them look great. Some of them we try to hide from others um, because they're dead and dying. And some we may be like, you know, I'd like to kind of dig this garden out and plant some new seeds and make it really cool looking. And one of my biggest passions is to find my own purpose and help people find their purpose. And I think the biggest way to do that is to, is to follow these sparks of follow these sparks that really interest us. Like, Oh, this is cool. I love this. Or I have a talent here, or I'm naturally good at this, or I love sports. Like, how can I, how can I, you know, weave that into what I do? So what I'd love to talk about is the sparks that you guys are following to kind of create this this cool garden because you're creating a business that's really based in just stuff that you love to do. And Mm -hmm. I think there's so many people who are like, how do I do that? And how, like, how do I, how do I do it? How do I know what to follow? It feels silly, right? What, I mean, all these things that we can think about. And the other piece that I want to throw in early on that'll come up um, is that you guys are currently supported financially by your entrepreneurial wives, correct? Yeah. Mostly true. true. Yes. Mostly, Mostly true. true. Mostly true. At currently. Ethan, your <laughs> wife is an entrepreneur. Is that right, too? 
She is. She has her own fitness business. Fitness yes. inspired. Yes. Okay. So if anyone has listened to um previous episode, I had Kemper's wife, Jamie, on. So Jamie and I have talked about friendships and stuff. So um currently Jamie's bringing home the bacon at the moment while Ethan and Kemper get to pursue a passion, which is really cool. And I, and the reason I wanted to name that piece of it is because it's not like it's like 1950, right? Where it's like, oh, you're what? what? <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not like this huge gasp situation, but it's still not totally the norm, right? We still kind of typically see it the other way around. Sure. Um, and I, I just think, I think that might like, I don't know, might not play into it at all, but I think that was cool. I, and I think for, um, I think for men listening, some might be like, oh, I need my wife to do that. I'm sure my husband's like, come on, when are you going to, I'd like to, I'd like to quit and pursue some passions. Um, you know, I, I just think kind of making it more normal is pretty cool. And I just love that you guys are doing this together. So I, I just kind of want to hear like how it started. The business or kind of our passion for kind it of the, or what, which let's, part? Let's, let's go into kind of the, the passion for it and then and yeah. go into the kind of growth of that. Well, I can kind of start, Kemper, if you don't mind. Please do. Please do. Here. <laughs> but please do. So uh, I grew up in Boston. And Boston, of course, as we all know, is a huge sports town. And so growing up, it was such a big part of my life. I was a fan of the Red Sox. I was a fan of the Celtics, the Patriots, and and the Bruins. Like, that was my thing. Every morning, I would go downstairs, have my bowl of cereal before school, and the sports page would be open every morning. And I'd just check box scores and stuff like that. And, yes, uh, younger people, newspapers we used to actually have as opposed to just scrolling on your phone or your computer. <laughs> you actually had a physical paper. So, anyway – I just loved it. I would gobble up any stats, any whatever. I just loved reading the articles about the teams. I loved it. <clears throat> so as I started to get older, I realized I really wanted to have, you know, an experience in athletics, whether it be the professional ranks or, or whatever it may be in any form. So uh, when I got to college, I actually didn't do anything my first year. And it was kind of towards the end of my freshman year where at Wake Forest, where Kemper and I both went. I was like, you know what? I really want to get involved with one of the teams here on, on campus. I figure, hey, they'll let any schlub here volunteer their time for free. So I literally walked into the men's basketball offices at, in like April. I said, hey, I just want to volunteer and help out. Can I do that? They're like, okay, do you know we're like a top 10 basketball program? You can't just walk in here saying, hey, give me a job. Uh, so they said, come back next fall and apply to be a basketball manager. So I was like, okay. So it was a very in-depth process. It was 40 or so I, people going for a I, couple wait, slots. Can I, pa- and I, I, wanna, and can I pause it out. super fast? So just just the you fact sure that can. you went in and you were like, I'm just going to walk in. Like, I'm just going to walk in and ask. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, so I've, I've done plenty of things like that. And I think like that right there is like following a spark, right? Like something inside you was like, I just, I just love this. And I just want to be a part of this. And like, I'm just going to walk in and do it, yeah. right? Were you... Were you scared at all? Or were you just like, I just know that I'm supposed to be around this? I think I was probably too naive yes, to be scared. I, that. <laughs> I was like, I also, I kind of had the mindset of, I have nothing to lose. Because right yeah. now I'm not doing anything. If they say, no, get the heck out. It's like, okay, I can continue on my path. Uh, I figured it was just worth a shot. 
And so, yes, as you said, it was like a spark. I knew this is what I wanted mm-hmm. to do. So why not just kind of yeah. go for it? And, you know, they were very nice about it saying like, you, we're kind of big time. You can't just walk in here and expect to be given something. So I came back and went through the whole official process. And it was actually a very grueling process. Uh, and I was very fortunate to get one of the positions. So I spent three years as a basketball manager wow. with the team, had some great highs, a few lows, and uh, I loved it. And basically, once my college career was done, I knew I wanted to continue mm-hmm. in that field. So uh, what I didn't realize, which I should have picked up on three years earlier, was that in collegiate athletics, it's very cutthroat and it's very, you really have to know someone to be able to even break in. And I didn't fully understand that to its extent. Mm -hmm. So upon graduation, I was thinking to myself, once again, I was like, I have this great experience, three years with a D1 top 10 program. Everyone's going to want to hire me. And so that first summer, it was very discouraging because no one was wanting Mm. to hire me. and I couldn't figure out why, because I'm looking at my resume. I'm looking at who's getting jobs over me. I'm like, why am I not getting these positions? And it's a lot of who you uh, know. And while I did have some great references and the coaching staff at Wake, again, it's just it's a lot of timing. It's a lot of who you know and, and that. So I was very fortunate. I did get my foot in the door. I was able to start at Central Michigan University, where I was the director of basketball operations there. And um, it was definitely a, a culture shock coming from the ACC top 25 to a mid-major in middle of nowhere, Michigan. Uh, so it was, ve- it was an adjustment, but I was able to spend five great nice. seasons there. And then I was fortunate enough to then move on to Penn State University, where I was able to be the director oh, wow. of offices there as well. And I spent eight seasons there and I loved it. And uh, I knew athletics was a passion of mine and I was able to follow it, loved every part of it. And then as I got a little bit older, you know, got married, had a couple kids, the lifestyle did not fit mm. as well. The pieces did not all line up as, as well as I wanted to, nor did my family. Were you just gone a so lot? So it was, we knew it was kind of terrible. Were you just gone a lot? Yeah, you know, I was at every yeah. practice. I'm at every game. You know, we have road trips. So, yeah, I mean, I'm gone at least two days a week uh, just for road trips. Could be for, depending on a tournament or whatever it be. So, yeah, it was just, it was a big time commitment. And when you're a single guy right out of college, it's great because you don't care if you're coming back at 2 a.m. after a right. bus ride or whatever it is. But when you're 30, whatever, with two kids and one's not sleeping through the night and you come home and it's not the best recipe for success. It's not. So my wife and I talked long about it and we figured it was time to step away from that. And that's how that ended. But then as Kemper will get into, our uh, our journey began together. So did so, that, was there a gap so, between that and you and Kemper starting? Like, what did you yes. do after that? So uh, there was a two-year gap. So after Penn State, uh, we ended up, I ended up, I'm now in a second tour of duty in Michigan. Never thought that would be a thing. But uh, my wife and I, with our family, moved to Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is about an hour and a half south of central Michigan, where I used to live. And... Um, focused on her business because while, you know, I was working in collegiate athletics, she had her business as well, her fitness business, but uh, it wasn't the sole focus, you know, so she would kind of work her schedule around mine to some extent, just because of my restraints and time commitments and stuff like that. So when we moved here, we're like, you know what, it's time. Let's give your business the 100% focus. And I essentially became the director of ops for fitness inspired. So I was taking care of the behind the scenes stuff, just, updating the website, dealing with customers and, and stuff like that, just kind of the more, you know, back end stuff, just so I could help her 
grow it and help her just again be the sole focus. So for the past few years, I had been doing that. And um, then Kemper and I came into the arena and trying to build our pool boys out yeah. there. So quick. <laughs> okay. So we'll get to Kemper in a sec, but there's something I want to talk about in here. So, so when you did your two, your two years, so you weren't really in athletics so much, right? And you were helping your wife, which is no. awesome. Go supportive yeah. husband. <laughs> um, how Fine. was it for you internally? Like, did you feel like I really miss athletics? I want to get back to athletics. Did you, did it feel that way? Like immediately? Take- yeah. So I was, I definitely felt yeah. both. Um, you know, when I first got out and we moved here and, and we started you know, focusing solely on her business. I thought it was great. I probably needed a little bit of break from athletics just because it's, it's 24 seven, 365. There's always something, even if you're not in season, there's always stuff that's going to be done and you're in the office a lot. So it was kind of nice to have that step back from athletics in that sense. And again, have more of a set schedule, more predictable uh, with working Mm -hmm. with Kirsten. Uh, But then there were definitely aspects I like, because as soon as February, basically today, what is it, March, or excuse me, February 21st, as soon as this time rolls around, that's where my heart just starts pounding hard <laughs> because it's tournament time, it's conference tournament, it's NCAA tournament, it's just, there's something about it. And when you're working in basketball, this is literally the best. I'm like, winter's before. almost over. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, for different that. It's like, that's it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's almost winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I had that yeah. itch. <laughs> okay, I get it. So I had that that I definitely had that longing yeah. for it where I miss the competition, I miss the camaraderie with, you know, your teammates and your your staff mates and you know, sometimes road trips weren't all that bad and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I definitely there would be times where I'm like, man, I, I miss being in it. And especially when a lot of my friends and colleagues were still in it and hearing talking with them, it's like, dang, yeah, yeah. That, that's fun. Yeah, that, that kind of <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It feels so. like so we'll switch to Kemper here in a second, then we'll kind of like then we'll meet we'll meet at this time. <laughs> we'll like get Kemper caught up to like when pool boys when the spark for pool boys oh, begins. Yes. But I just love because I think I think too, I think we really do get sparks of like our our purpose when we're young. You know, I really think there's mm-hmm. things that, that are there are signs and I always kind of watch for it in my kids. I kind of watch what they do versus what they say, like, where are you spending your time? Where, where, what seems to be lighting you up? And you were like, I got the newspaper and I was always looking at scores and, you know, and then you went right into it. Like you had, you know, you, you saw it early and you picked up on it early, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Not everyone picks up on it that early. Um, so you had all this time in it. And then one of the, one of the big like tenants for me inside of the concept of create beautifully in general is honoring your season. And that's really kind of what you did. It sounds like what you did when you were like, okay, I have kids and they're not sleeping through the night and I need to help my wife. And it's kind of this idea that like honoring your season is like oftentimes when things are slower than we want or they're not moving the way that we want, but we know that it's not permanent and we know that it's kind of what we need to do. Um, we can also honor our seasons in like an opposite way, right? Like, like when you were younger and you were like, I have all this time, like, I'm just going to go and go and go and go. Right. right? That's another way to be like, I've, I've time and I have energy. Like, let's hit it hard. 
And then, which is a lot, you know, can be easier and feel better because we feel a lot more productive. <laughs> and then when we kind of hit that like True. season where it's like, oh, I've got a kid who won't sleep and that's really frustrating and it's almost March Madness and this is, uh, I'd like to be back in it, you know, but just kind of like, right. but just knowing that like you don't have to give up on it in those seasons, you know, mm -hmm. it can feel slow, but True. it's just like. And I think, I think there are a lot of people in that season. There. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people in those seasons or who've gone through those seasons where it feels like, oh, I have to give up now, or this is the end, you know? But if we really just That's kind of true. think of it as like, it's a season. So I just, I like that you had like, I like that you had like a season, you know? And it was just like, I just had I to like, you. and actually, yeah. It's funny you say seasons. Cause that's my wife's like one of her big keywords. She was like, in this yeah. season of life and- <laughs> You know, kind of as you talk about, so boom, you yeah. hit it. I've heard that a lot. So, <laughs> yes, in this yeah. season, and then sports seasons, right? See, I related it. Sports seasons, yeah. it, it all seasons. <laughs> the all problem right, here is that our wives are in a lot of the same spaces that you are, and so <laughs> the stuff that you're that you're talking about and creating a podcast about uh, is right up their alley, of course. And so we also right. get it kind of yes. um, secondhand from them too. So it's. Yeah. A lot of the same language going around so you here. Understand? Yeah, we got it. Yes. We got you. We get it. We get it. I love it. It's also I'm explaining it in case they haven't explained it. I'll just explain what it means. Oh, trust. <laughs> they they explain it. Oh, trust. <laughs> I would love to hear his wife explain it though, personally. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Let's get over. How much? How much time you got? Uh. All right, Kemper. Yes. Let's hear you. Let's hear. Let's hear your your story up to. Up to where pool boys meets. God, finally, Ethan shuts up. For I know. goodness' sake, why don't you right? take the whole podcast, Ethan? Just let's just change the name of it. And that's yeah. all. Yeah, the time just, yeah. Ethan. <laughs> Ethan beautifully. Let's just change the name. Ethan. <laughs> um, so I grew up uh, similar to Ethan, not in Boston in the Midwest, which is um, more of a college sports type of area, um, but had some professional teams too. I was just a sports junkie. I loved playing personally. And I know Ethan did too, but I loved playing sports. I was competitive immediately as a child and I just loved being active. And I was always, you know, I, I look at my kids now with the iPads and the Nintendos and stuff. And we had Nintendo and we had some of those things, but I always like, if I had free time, I wanted to go out and shoot hoops. I want to play basketball. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted to go even throw a baseball with somebody, throw a football with somebody like that's all I ever wanted to do. And so I loved, love, love competing. And it was summers were always sports camps and then school seasons of different sports. And so played all, all kinds of different stuff, even through high school. And so for me, the shock kind of ended at college. Like there was still, I, I kind of lived for intramural sports. Like I loved playing the intramural sports that we had, but like it was a big, it was a big change for me to go to college and not have organized sports that was really kind of dictated my schedule. Mm -hmm. And so of course I also ballooned, like became a big old fat person. Um, cause I could never, I could never gain weight in high school. Cause uh -huh. I was so active all the time and I would eat and eat and eat and I just wouldn't gain weight. And I didn't really like drink that much, honestly. And I get to college. It's like the complete opposite, like not super active, drinking more, eating like garbage. And I just, you know, oh, wow. um, uh, first of all, you did have organized sport in college. We played lots of intramurals. We did have intramurals. So and if your pong counts as a sport, we played a lot of that as well. Nice. Yeah. Every Friday, man, you and I, basically like two o'clock. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> stories for a different day. 
so I, I've always loved them and I've always followed them. And, you know, it's like to the extent of even, even like pop culture things. Like if I'm watching a movie, I love watching like a football movie. You know, if I'm watching TV, like oh, I want to yeah. find a live sport to watch. Like, and I enjoy other stuff too, but like, it's just always been there. I think the lessons that I learned and that anyone can learn in organized sports are just incredible life lessons. And there's such a microcosm of the world. You know, the teamwork involved is such a microcosm of the world. And so what I did find instead in college that actually I never realized connected with sports so well is psychology. And so when I started yeah. in college, I was wanting to be in like the sciences. I was always a science person. Um, and so I started down like a chemistry path and did a couple years of that and then ended up finding wow. psychology kind of by accident and uh -huh. fell in love with it. And so I thought, okay, this is really cool because this takes a lot of the same dynamics, which they're all mental instead of physical, um, yeah. a lot of the same dynamics though, about like working with different people and teamwork and understanding people and communicating with people and understanding motivation and things like that. So that's sort of what my collegiate years looked like. I was playing the intramurals. I was going to every single sporting event that we had. I was at every basketball game. I was at every football game at Wake Forest, same thing. Um, but sort of scratched that itch with intramural sports, which were just for fun. And then the psychology thing started to kick in a little bit. And so when That's I got so out of school, I didn't, like I had no path because the psych major has not quali uniquely qualified for anything in particular. And so I was looking at all kinds of different stuff, including potentially teaching and sales was like an obvious, you could fall right into sales. Mm -hmm. um, so I ended up getting into the staffing and recruitment business by accident which is everyone's story who gets in that industry because you don't get a degree in staffing. <laughs> and so I ended up doing that for a while. And all the things I learned in sports worked extremely well in this business. Being competitive was a huge advantage. Mm. Um, understanding people and the yeah. psych degree and, and the sports background, teamwork, like understanding people really well. Um, I, I don't know, just like the values of who I am a, as a person, it all fit really well. And I did very well in that business. And I was yeah. like, because I could compete, I was a top performer and it helped me kind of be like, oh, yes, I love winning. I just love beating people. <laughs> I love winning things, you know, I'll crush you. I crushed yeah. everybody. <laughs> and so it was like, it was a lot of fun. Um, but I also got to help a lot of people. And so I started to realize I kind of learned this along the way in my life, but I've always had uh, at times a suppressed, but oftentimes like a sensitive side where I loved helping people. I love the humanity of people in general. And so I loved helping people. And so in that, in that industry, I was able to compete. I was Did you call it a softer people. side? Helping people is no. a soft side. So you said that. No, I said it's more sensitive. More sensitive. Oh, sensitive side. Yeah. Sensitive yeah. Side. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was able to compete. I was able to help people, and I was able to earn a lot of money. And I was like, "This is great. This is like a yeah. great career for me." You know? Yeah. Check all the boxes here. Um, so I did that for fifteen years. You know? And you and enjoyed I, it. I enjoyed it. I mean, it, it was again seasons, right? There's seasons where I was loving it, and there were seasons yeah. where I was like. This is a slog. I feel like I'm just like Groundhog Day every day. Something, you know, same thing over and over again. Like, where's my challenge going to come from? Um, you get mm. to a point where you start to feel complacency. You start to feel like, is this kind of it? Is this all I'm going to get out of a career? Is like, just do this for 40 years and then retire? Yeah. Like, I can't complain. It paid the bills. It, it was a it was a good career. It's just, I don't know. For me, I was I was always looking for the next challenge. I would manufacture challenges for myself almost every year to be like, okay, this year, what's going to make this job unique and tough for me is I'm going to decide that I'm going to try and do this. I'm going to try and accomplish this, you know, and it wasn't, it wouldn't work. if It was just a different monetary goal every year. It had to be right. something unique. Like I'm going to upskill all of my people and make them all 
produce at this level, you know, and then next year's like, yeah. I'm going to hire five brand new people and teach them how to do this whole thing. And then next year's like, I'm going to take a team that's not doing well. and I'm going to make them do well. And like, you had to kind of manufacture these, these new challenges. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a long time. And then, um, honestly, when COVID hit, it changed a lot of things. Um, the timing of COVID hitting and also the company I was with not being the right fit for me, just philosophically, um, it kind of worked out perfectly to where I found myself without a job. And my wife, who was an entrepreneur and a successful entrepreneur, was like, you're not going back into that. Like, I'm like, try yeah. something else first. Like, you have to at least try something else. It's yeah. been a great career. It's done really well for us. It's great. But you owe it to yourself. If there's anything else you could do, what would it be? You know, and it was a really fortunate position to be in because of her business being successful. I was like, okay, what would you do if you could do anything kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. That we, we would share Marco Polo's about that actually. Jeannie and I. <laughs> I know, I'm sure. I probably like have to I'd... thank you for pushing her to make me do that. It's honestly. probably me. No. <laughs> All of you. The cool boy sponsored can... by Eliza Hippler. <laughs> sponsored, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think that's awesome. I love that there was like the space to do that. So, so did one of you, so how did it start? Like, did one of you approach, like, were you like Kemper, like, like Kemper, do you go to Ethan? Like, Ethan, I've been granted free will to do whatever, <laughs> to do whatever actually I want. It sort of sounded just like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually, yeah. I think I still yeah, have I a like, message. Hey. <laughs> like, I don't know if she's kidding or not, but like, she told me I can do whatever I want to do. Like, have you, have you heard that before? Like, what, what yeah. do you, should, should we do something? <laughs> I I reached out to my network of people that I'd worked with in the past. It was kind of like, guys, I'm trying to think of something brand new. I'm trying to think of something Mm. different that I can pursue. Yeah. And I just, I planted that seed with everybody that I used to work with that I was close with that I considered a mentor or a a strong colleague or whatever. Anybody has any ideas of things that I could do that are not inside this box. And, you know, most of them are kind of like, you could sell to staffing companies. I'm like, yeah, okay. And they're like, well, you could train staffing people for other companies. I'm like, yeah, not quite as creative as I was hoping. Also still like, in the box. Yeah. Yeah, still in the box. Very much. In the box. It's <laughs> yes. hard. I mean, it's hard to get out of that. Yeah, it's box. hard to get out of that. Especially the people I was talking to are like very successful in that box. And they're like, why? I don't even need to leave. Like, I'm this yeah, box. I think this is a, it's a good box. I think this is a great point in general. Like when people are trying to follow like what it is. So, like you said, your your wives are probably in similar spaces to me. So we may see different things. But I know a lot of people in my spaces, my space. Sorry, it just made me think of MySpace. Throwback. Um, That's an old five friends. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it, like, I feel like everyone's going into coaching and there's like a coaching box. And it's like coaching, 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 coaching. But but I think there's so many ways to break out of it that that people aren't looking at. So I, I love that you were, that Kemper, you were just like, I, I need I need ideas. Like I'm looking for that thing that I like, that I like spark with. Like, what can someone say that's just like, oh my gosh, I'm no longer, I'm no longer in the realm of, I'm not, we're not in the box. We're not near the box. Like we're over here. So, so, okay. So what, what was it that got you out? So I got a couple of other ideas that, that were interesting enough that I was like, maybe that would work. I mean, we were on vacation one time and my father-in-law who spent his whole life in retail and did very well for like large retail companies was like, man, these, at this vacation place, they had one of those make your own t-shirt places. He's like, these places are absolutely killing it. Line out the door. It's all touristy stuff. He's like, one of these in downtown Franklin would kill it. And I completely agree. That would do really well because downtown Franklin gets a ton of tourists and people love like the whole Nashville vibe and it's got its own branding. Right. And so then I'm like, okay, well, I'm like researching how to do these screen print shirts. I'm like, maybe 
I've got like, right. I have like real estate <laughs> alerts alerting me when commercial space is available in certain areas of town. I'm just like, maybe I'll try that, you know? Like, so what about that? What about that sounded good? So owning your own business. Yeah. Um, loves t-shirts. A, a, a true <laughs> passion for t-shirts. Just fucking loves t-shirts, man. <laughs> yeah. It's t-shirts. yeah, I just love t-shirts, all right? Leave me alone. <laughs> um, no, then you start dreaming about it as a stuff where you're like, you know, your nieces and nephews can come work there in the summer and be like, you know, working. It's like the family shop, like a thing. Like it's true yep. independence. I think that's what it was. Like, it's, it's Was it true independence? So I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get to like what, like what kind of was checking the like, the like outward boxes versus so like you, it's feeding me box. So I'll tell you throughout my career, one thing I started to realize as I moved up was I wanted a seat at the table is, is how I described it. I always wanted yeah. a seat at the table, which meant I'm, I wanted, cause I was in these leadership, like senior level leadership roles eventually. And I was like, I liked it in, in my first big, big job in Atlanta before we moved here, I had this opportunity to where I basically was like one-on-one with our COO all the time. And we would make decisions together. I, and my group was successful mm. enough. And I had the credibility that if I had an idea, I could run with it. They would just let me go with it because they're like, you've done so well. Let's see what this, what happens here. So I had a lot of autonomy and I loved that. I really, really wanted that. Really hard to get that in a new job when you go to a new yeah. city and with a new company. And you're like, I really love autonomy. And they're like, we don't even know you. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> yeah, we well, can work toward that. Slap but, that like, word well, out of your mouth. I'm like, call these guys. Like, they'll tell you how great I am. You know, and they're like, I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. But we need to kind of see it here too. And so like, I love the autonomy. I love to see at the table. I love to be able to make decisions that would impact the whole company even. It's like, hey, we're thinking about doing this right. as a company. How would this impact our people? And I'm like, here's how I think it's going to work. And they're like, good thought. You know, I'm like, ah, I get a lot of validation that way. So yeah. I always wanted that autonomy. And so the, I kept I kept running into this problem where I didn't get a seat at the table. I kept running mm. into this problem where they told me I would and I actually didn't or where when I got to the table, we had completely different opinions on how things should run. And I'm sitting here thinking in my head, like I've done this before and I know it works and you're right. doing it this way and it doesn't work and you're struggling and you're asking me for help. And I'm trying to tell you some stuff that I've done this work, but you don't want to change it. It's like, I don't know, it's just a power struggle, you know? Yeah, it's frustrating. And I always knew like, I don't own the company. It's your company. Do what you want to do. But at the same time, I felt like I wasn't valued, you know? Totally. Um, and yeah. so finally got to the point where I was like, I'm never going to be valued unless it's my company. Right. I'm never going to truly, my opinion is never going to carry more weight than someone else who's paying me, you know? Um, yeah. So it got difficult, you know, because at some point, you know, it, it, as much as the next person in the room about your industry, if you've been doing it long enough and your husband's in this boat now where he's like, I've been doing this long enough. Like I know as much about this industry as anybody that I'm going to run into. Yeah. And it doesn't mean we can't all learn, but like, you know, just in general, we've all experienced to get enough gray hairs. Like you've done it long enough. So yeah. Uh, that's when I started thinking about just like, what could I do this? I don't have a boss, you know? Right, right. So the, so the t-shirt thing, loves t-shirts. And then- Love t-shirts. Very passionate own, t-shirts. Yeah. Love and t-shirts. so so we've got the, so you've got the like autonomy box. It's your own business. Like, oh, the kids could come and that's super cool, right? Like line yeah. out the door. Like that's successful. That sounds great. Like small town success. Like that's, that's super yep. fun. Like you get to know people and yet you said no to it. Well, I didn't necessarily say no to it. The opportunity never really came up. So first and okay. foremost, like if the right retail space had come available, there's a decent chance that I would be running Ooh. Tina C right now. Right. Um, but it didn't. But that was your name? Tina C. It was like a Tennessee. It was like a t-shirt. Oh, Tina I thought we were doing like a like dynasty and it's Tina C. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, Tina 
Tea Nasty. Tea nasty. <laughs> you guys got to visit Tea Nasty in Franklin. It's all the best t-shirt shop ever. Um, well, yeah. okay. So, so, so maybe at some point, like, there's some divine intervention in there, right? Like, yeah, for sure. Because like that probably was not a... probably not a good path for me, and not not nearly researched enough. And there are probably all kinds of pitfalls that I would be blind to right now that I wouldn't and have loved. About it. Yeah. But um, one of the people actually that I admire and that worked with and that was very close with in my previous roles just casually said like she was really trying to help. And she's like coming up with all these different stuff. She's like, well, you could do this. What about this? What is this? She's like, hey, you were always, you made the office pool so much fun. Uh, Maybe there's something you could do there. Uh, and I was like, I kind of laughed at it. I was thinking, who's going to pay me to run an office pool for them? You know, like, no one's gonna, <laughs> like those are free. They're free to set up, you know? And if you have a guy that does the office pools like I did, I made them fun because I would like harass people about getting it. I'm like, come on, you got to do it. You got to do it. It's going to be fun. And like throughout, I'd be like, hey, great job. You're doing great. Oh, hey, I saw what you did over there. You know, like I'm that, I'm just like, that was that guy. The double gun. Every time he's got fingers. that guy. Yeah. yeah. Shooting people, shooting people all the time. Double, yeah. So double shoots. I'm like, who's going to, who's going to pay me to do that? And so then that's about the point when I went to Ethan because I guess we were both kind of, I don't know. If, I don't remember if we talked about anything else before that, or if we were like, "Hey, I know we start. We were talking about doing the podcast." So what had you? So what had you go from? Okay, right. so so she said that, and God bless whoever said that. Like whoever she is, she gets so many points in my book. She I know. she saw <laughs> she saw a spark. She saw something you're naturally good at that you really clearly enjoyed, and like named yep. it for you. And I think those people in our lives, whether it's our parents or friends or whatever, they're like so key. And I feel like they're just like put there by God. Like, like, hi, you've kind of missed this. So we're just going to put this together for you. Yeah. Like, we're just going to yeah, build this little bridge. Right. We're yeah. just going to build this bridge. Just, um, God bless his heart. He doesn't, he doesn't know any different. Please just go make yeah. that, make that obvious just for him. Help this man. Help this man. Make that gap. Um, yeah. That gap. And, and, and as is really typical when we, when we really find something that's like, oh my gosh, this would be amazing. Our brains are like, how? No, no one would buy it. No one would do it. Like, this is ridiculous. I'm not, and we automatically go into like, sure. how and who, and it just like goes down the drain. But, but yet, and I, I like breaking this down because this to me is the whole like path to create beautifully. Right. So, and yet your brain was like, no one would buy it. You can do that really easily, but I'm still going to call Ethan about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. This is a okay, garbage so, idea. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Okay. So, so I guess, what happened? Like right, be right before all of that, what I guess I forgot was uh, one day my wife, and maybe it's because of you. Maybe I need to thank you. My wife is like, hey, Probably. go start a podcast. Make Go go do a fantasy football podcast. And oh, it's no, like that wasn't August. me. That was her. <laughs> it was like August. And she's like, just do something that's fun. you know. And, and I was like, uh okay and i text ethan you want to do a fantasy football podcast with me and he goes yep <laughs> and that was it <laughs> we started a podcast together and ethan was like it's been two football. years of a kid that won't sleep yes i want to do a fantasy football I'm in. podcast with you. in you had me at <laughs> yeah. hey <laughs> ethan's like in his cars driving to you not realizing the like, yeah that you could oh, be you two separate places oh, yep hey i'm here are we used to do the podcast now <laughs> yeah, i'm ready we can do that so that's what, that's what started well, yeah, so, okay okay yeah and, okay and it's kind of funny because we really started that really quick so as you said it was august and it was maybe two weeks until the nfl season started like screw it let's go so we just dove right into it and so we loved doing it you know and we were trying to blast it out to as many people as we could and we started getting a good little listening ship and all that 
Um, and so then we just kept talking, like, how could we take this even further? How could we actually make some money yeah. doing this? Because uh, we were just yeah. loving it. You know, we're talking about football. We're talking about fantasy football. We've been in the same league for 20 years. Like, what yeah. could be better than that? So we're like, we want to keep doing this. And how can we? So uh, we actually did kind of have a decided to have a brain trust meeting. So, yes, you guys are in Franklin, Tennessee. I'm up here in Grand Rapids. We met halfway and uh, Indianapolis. And so he and I just had like a, again, you're not a sports person, Liza, but Aaron Rodgers has his darkness retreat. We're mm. having like our, our weekend kind of break. I remember session. that. I remember and, Jamie um, telling you me when you were driving to do that. <laughs> yeah. So it was great because we were literally to say he he was great because I know Jamie loaded him up with we had a dry race board. We had a calendar showing the yes. whole year. Like I packed up. I'm not cool. I don't have a laptop. So I packed up my desktop <laughs> computer in a suitcase. <laughs> That's right. So like, your desktop. We had a whole <laughs> setup. And it was great. He's clicking his mouse and everything. God, awesome. I, did you guys take I photos of this? You guys should have probably, taken photos oh yeah, while you were there. It's gonna, you're going to think it's from 1997 when you see a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, last year. We had a boom box. And like one of those like, Macs that were like colored mission. in the back. Like yeah. The like, yeah. See, yeah oh, the iMacs. Yeah. Those were the best. <laughs> so, yeah, we, I mean, it was spectacular, though, because we really just got a chance to kind of literally brainstorm any and everything. And... You know, we had talked about with fantasy football, like, oh, we could run people's drafts. We could, you know, host these draft parties and stuff like that. And we could have all these products that personalized branded, yeah. you know, brackets and stuff like that. And then Kemba was talking about these, you know, the woman who talked about running the yeah. office pools. And then it just kind of morphed yeah. from that. And it just became something that we we're like, this is something that we can definitely do. This is something we obviously both love. March is coming up. What better time to try it? Although you do mention, um, you were just talking about it, how, you know, Kemper had that kind of that self-doubt. And they're yeah. like, well, who's going to pay me to do this? Who's a... There was one day, so we were there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There was one point on Saturday afternoon where we started getting super depressed. Oh, yeah. Because we're writing yeah. all of our ideas down and we're doing it like, who, who is going to say <laughs> yes to this? Who is... Why would anyone listen to us? So, like, how are we even going to talk to these people? And we, we got both yeah. into a dark place. And we're like, yeah. we need to take a break right now. <laughs> um, I but, think that's so. You know, but I think that's working. so important to point out because I think that happens to everyone starting anything for themselves. You know, right. I mean, it it just becomes like, who's going to do this? Who wants to hear from me? Like. Why would they, why, it just, you just get like, and you just slowly sink to the floor in like dark. a puddle. It <laughs> it's like that new melting emoji that's out there. Yeah. That was us. <laughs> and we've known each other a long time and we like, we've been super close since we basically met. And so the podcast, like our buddies from college will listen to our podcast. And they're like, man, you guys are just like really good. Like they know us obviously, but they're like, your banter is really good. Like you guys feed off each other really well. Mm -hmm. You, you, you play different parts in the podcast, but it works really well. Mm -hmm. And then other people who don't know us listen and they're like, this is really entertaining. Like you guys are really good. Not that you're yeah. like comedians or anything, but like, you know, you, it's a lighthearted, easy way to digest the information. And you, you guys talk well with each other. We don't edit it at all. So it's like, it's very free flowing kind of going. And so people are like, you guys have a good, have like a good banter going, you know? So that's something that stuck with us all along was, yeah. If it weren't for that validation, I don't even know that we'd be doing what we're doing. We're just like, we know it's a good product. We know people will enjoy it if we can get it in front of them. So that that's what turned us around. I think it was like, it's just a matter of how do we take it to market? And that yeah. was tough and still is, yeah. honestly. But like, 
at least we felt good about the product itself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, you guys are a great team. Very much so. You guys are so fun. Just look at us. If you're just on YouTube right now, you checking out this I mean, video, yeah. I mean. Just dynamite. so you know, I did, I did try, like I didn't have a shirt like that to wear, but I wanted to. And like, I don't have sports. I don't, I could have borrowed one of my husband's like Hawaiian shirts. So all I did was this, ra- this Ron John of a Ron John. Okay. I felt like that was cool. Yeah, that's her female. Yeah. Cool girl. She's in. I count. Cool girl. Yeah. But yeah, this was cool in honor girl. of you guys. <laughs> we appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. But yeah, no. Even Love like it. even when we did your photo shoot. Oh, uh, side note on the podcast. I did photo shoot for these guys. So if you go to their website, see their photos, <laughs> I took them. Unless it's five Straight years from now and I didn't anymore. Um but anytime, anytime shout out to you. near 2023. Uh, and you guys, I mean, you were so much fun. Ethan, that was the first time I met you. And yeah, like, I, yeah. I, yeah, of course, everyone likes you guys. Like, you're likable and fun and, you know, super, like, sports nerdy about it. Like, it's great. Yeah. So th- so that's what turned you around. That. You guys were like, Dad, doggone it, people like us. Like, looking yeah, in the mirror, like. <laughs> kind of moment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm, we definitely took that dark turn and we took a break, but then we came back and was like, all right, it's just one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And cause I think yeah. we were just looking at it, such a broad spectrum. That's like, it's starting to become overwhelming. And we're like, we got to do this, 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 and this to even get to here, yeah. here, 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 and here. How can we get to our end goal? And so, yeah, it was scary. And, but we did, reel it back a little bit and again it was just kind of taking it piece by piece and once we started doing that we felt more comfortable it was kind of more of a sigh of relief in a little bit don't get me wrong there's still a lot we're still figuring out and we're still getting bummed that we haven't gotten to yet but it's starting to become more manageable and we're starting to figure out our path yeah. a little bit easier and uh you know we've been at this for a year once march hits it'll officially All be right. full season one full year of the pool boys which is exciting so, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're still growing. I mean, it's so funny because we had filmed, we had made some like promo material for our first offering. And when we look back on it, it is so cringeworthy <laughs> and so terrible. We literally had to take it off YouTube because we were so embarrassed by it. Uh, I want to see that. You can put it back I up. remember we were making... Real, we were making one pitch for fall in the football season. And um, I remember I was on a plane and Kemper was sending out, I was like, we were going back and forth on sending out this email. And I was like, oh dear God, the information my, you know, my uh, contact sent had our old pitch video on it. Go on YouTube right now and delete it. <laughs> so at least it's a broken link. I just don't Better want is a broken link. That. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I just don't want them link. to do that. It's okay. Yeah. So, you know, we've, we've, we've come a long way. We still have a long ways to go, but it's awesome what we've been able to do. And we're, we're just excited. Like we just, as Kemper said, we know it's a fun, unique, creative offering that we have. And we just want to get it in front yeah. of more people. As, you know, Kemper, as his softer side said, he loves it yeah. when he's helping people. And that's the same kind of deal with me. I love it when people are having yeah. a good time. I love it when people are feeling that inclusivity. And so we just know we just, when people see it and experience it, they're going to love it. And that's, that's our hardest thing right now. It's just yeah. getting it. Out it's there. so unique. Like it's, it's, I think that's one of the reasons that I love it. It's just so tailored to you guys, you know? And I think that's just yeah. like, right. again, to me, that's such like a piece of create beautifully is really like, 
how do I, how do I intentionally create something that really just matches who I am, like who I am and my gifts and what lights me up? What? Here's the downfall to that. And this is something that I would love to hear your thoughts on because when you create something that is tailored to who you are and it's not super well received initially, it's hard to separate that from feeling like you are not super well received. Yeah. And you're kind of like, you this is very much me. And I'm showing people and they're like, oh, cool. Um, that looks really cool. And you're like, oh, great. <laughs> they think they think I'm cool. They think the product is cool. If I'm the product <laughs> and the product is me, they think I'm cool. It's cool. Right. And then nothing happens. You're like, well, you didn't think I was cool. And it was it not actually cool. Like right. it was cool, but not that not cool enough. Like well, sometimes you know, it's just like this. Sometimes it's just like the straight up offer, right? Like it may be super aligned, but it may just be like, oh, the pricing needs to change or the package needs to change. Yeah. Like at that point, it just seems some, like something that just needs like tinkering. It's not like you need to go like build a whole new mm-hmm. car. It just kind of seems like oh, it needs a, maybe a different pink color or like, you know, it just needs it just something about or it people hate like us. shift. I yeah. Or people hate I us. mean, I mean, a not everyone's gonna like everybody, yeah, <laughs> right? Fair, you also fair. have to match with your I've people. I've been told I have a very yeah. Yes, I've been told I have a very punchable face. <laughs> You've been told so. that people. Someone <laughs> told you that. <laughs> you have a very punchable face. Did someone actually say that to you? I, I wish someone <laughs> You're like, damn it. Now I can't use that joke because actually no one did. Damn and me. I can't lie. <laughs> I'm on the air. I can't lie. I do want to though, like just, I do just want to say like your point about how you kind of got out of the, the slump was to really just be like, all right, hold up. Like, let's just go one step at a time. Like that dumbass, like, how do you eat an elephant thing? Like, no one's fucking eating an elephant. I hate that. But it is like, <laughs> but it is that like, what is the next right step? And it can be like, what as little as it is, you know, for anyone who's listening that just feels like overwhelmed or, you know, I've been in plenty of situations. Like, I just automatically think big right away. Like, I just automatically am like, and we're taking over the world. <laughs> and it's like, okay, step one. Yeah. <laughs> Buy a notebook. Oh yeah. <laughs> Write my idea on paper. Like yeah. tell someone yeah, I, about it. <laughs> I think we just um we got we got really hung up too on like one or two very, very tactical things mm. that were like it was almost like I don't know if we just had been at it for too long. We couldn't we, we needed a break. We needed a break from yeah. it so that we come back to it with fresh ideas. Yeah. Because we were like I don't see any way around this. Like, yep. it was some like I remember one of the ideas was we needed people to take this survey to to help us identify who our target <laughs> audience was. Yeah, we're like, but how do we get them to take the survey? <laughs> and we're just like, <laughs> it can't be done. Like, it just can't be done. And so we're never going to have a product. You know, it's something stupid like that. You know, it's a survey. Like, we need information on who to sell to. And we need to know who's already buying employee engagement products. And the only way to get that information is to have them fill out a survey. <laughs> but how do we get them to fill out a survey? Well, we can incentivize. I mean, it was like such, it was so granular yeah. and specific and unnecessary. Like looking back on it. Um, it. Yeah. If everyone took a survey, sure, that would be very helpful. But like there's several, several other ways to identify those kinds of people. Um, so I don't know. It was, it was stuff like that, that started to get us down randomly. And I think, yeah. honestly, I just think it was because we were in such an intensive kind of session about it. Um, but yeah. we took a break, came back and, and we're like, okay. Well, we're I feel like two. So there's, so there's two things that I want to say. So I feel like, I feel like one of them is like, we are all told to, to do surveys, survey your audience, like make sure people will buy it. Right. Do right. like test your product. And, and the prototyping, it was prototyping. Yes. Yeah. And it's obviously like very sound business advice. And there are some times where it's just like, 
I don't know. I, I think I think it can work two ways. And I'm sure there's some really businessy people who would come in and be like, don't say this shit. But I feel like sometimes I feel like <laughs> I feel like I feel like when you're coming at business just for a business perspective, like just strictly from like, I don't really care what the business is. I just want numbers. I just want sales. I need this to be as successful as possible. That that kind of approach is like dead on. What do you want? I'll make it for you. What do you need? I'll make it for you. Are you going to buy it? I'll make it for you. And then there's the flip way, mm -hmm. which is like, I'm going to create something that is so in alignment with like who I am and my gifts and what I have to offer. And I'm just going to trust that I've been given these like sparks of purpose and that the universe has guided me this way that like, that like the universe is going to meet me somewhere. And we're going to like find, we're going to like find it, which is way less scientific, but I really feel like that's two different. I feel like one is just really like just analytical and it doesn't, you don't care too much if it like mm -hmm. makes your soul happy. <laughs> and then one is kind of like, I'm, I have to do this because it just feels really right. And if I, if I, if mm -hmm. I kind of like follow me and follow like signs showing up and where people are purchasing and people are, you know, having interest then like, I'm going to trust that it'll be taken care of at the right time. That's yeah. how I feel about those two things. I think we also yeah. are, um, I don't know if Ethan feels this way. I think he does because we're in similar situations, but like there's also uh, an ingrained um, gender norm of like, I can't just be like piddle dicking around trying to, right. trying to create a business. Like I'm, I'm supposed to be successful in my business and provide for my family. And, all that. Like, and yeah. I understand like I've married a very strong independent woman that doesn't need that from me but it doesn't take away that, that feeling that I have either yeah. way. I'm not worried financially mm -hmm. because her business is successful. I'm not as worried like financially about anything in particular other than like, no, I, for my own worth, I feel like I need to be a successful in business, you know? And some of that's, it, most of that is derived from other people. You know, it's like, I want her parents to, to know that I'm not some deadbeat who started a stupid business. And like, right. I, like, which first, like, I shouldn't even care about that. Right. But I'm also just like, it's always in your head. Like I've got to make sure that, um, cause I, and, and even when she was starting her business, I was the steady paycheck. I was the one that was like, you know, and Ethan yeah. was the same way he was yeah. steady paycheck when his wife was starting her business. And, um, over time, those businesses both took off and they're both very successful, which mm -hmm. is phenomenal, but there's still something ingrained in me. At least it's like, you need to make this shit happen. Like quit fucking around. You're playing a little game with like this business is a little game or whatever. It's like, again, yeah. because maybe it's because it's a sports thing. Maybe it's because it's like a pet project kind of thing. It's like, no, this, I, I really genuinely think it could be a good business, um, but I've just got to make that happen. I've just got yeah. to make that happen. So do you feel like you have kind of a mental timeline of just like, yeah. I will, if uh, I'm every not. Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every day I'm just like, oh my God, uh, why is this not working? Like if I step back logically, I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, what we really, I think need for our business is for people to participate in it, see how much fun it is, see yeah. how impactful it is for their business. And then we'll get repeat customers. Our repeat customers are like off the charts. Um, so awesome. we could give it away for like business-wise, you could give it away for free for the first year and just get thousands of people to do this thing and expect that several people would pay for it the next year. That well, probably yeah, would work. I think that probably would work for us. Um, but that's just like too impatient. And part of it is like, we did like a beta test last year, which is really truly a beta. It was not even a good go-to-market. It was like a get some friends to try this thing out and give yeah. us good feedback and whatever. And so like in, in like a business sense, it's probably still needs another year to, to flush out even more and build the network now. But from a, a personal standpoint, I'm like, no, this has got to happen. This has got to work right now yeah. or else it's never going to work. You know? Yeah.
what's the general, what is it like three to five years typically for like small businesses to really kind of like get into a good role? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Something yeah. around there. See, it is, and it's different for me because I have never been the entrepreneurial, I've never had that entrepreneurial yeah. spirit. Um, I can't even say the word, <laughs> but you know, my wife has, you know, she has always, she's always been her own boss. She's always had that passion and that, and that strength, you know, growing up, I grew up in a household where my dad was a professor for 40 uh-huh. years, you know, he was tenure and all that at, at Boston college. Oh, wow. So like, just, he did the same thing forever. And, you know, my mom was same way. She worked a lot of universities and administration and stuff like that. So it was that, that kind of mindset as Kim was saying, like a steady paycheck. And that's what I grew up in. That's what I saw. And so, you know, my first foray into professional life was, you know, granted it was a different kind of foray in athletics, but I had a salary. I had a paycheck coming in every week. I knew exactly what to expect. And so, you know, taking this on is something that is completely new to me and it's slightly Uh terrifying, but you know, it's also very exciting at the same point because you can control your own destiny to some extent. And, uh, you know, but it is, I do have a little different vision of it just because of that background of mine that, you know, being an entrepreneur, creating a yeah. own business was something I would never have thought of on my own or prior. Uh, I've certainly gotten taste of it from my wife. And then obviously when Kemper was talking to me and I knew his wife's mm-hmm. journey as well. Um, but for us to do it was something that would definitely not have seen coming. So how does it feel for you? Yeah. Scary. <laughs> Um, you know, it's funny. The timing was, was funny when Kemper, you know, when we reached out, um, to, you know, so I've been working with my wife for two years and honestly, and I told him front out, uh, that, you know, I'm, I might be looking for another job because, you know, I need to, you know, it's been going fine, but I need to, you know, bring in some more. And I told him like, just, you know, I might be having to do that. And, you know, that was a year ago. And, uh, I did think about that and it was weighing on me a lot because I would love for this to take off because I want this to, I want this to be our jobs. I want this to be what we're doing for the next yeah. 20, 30 years. And this to be like who yeah. we are. Uh, and so it's a little harder for me just because I think my timeline might be a little more hard mm-hmm. pressed, but uh, that doesn't mean. And so while that's a little scary, I'm still excited about what this can be. And I love to see how we're going to make it that way. Um, so I don't know if that yeah. answered that. Okay. Question, so here, so here is my something. question. So what happens if it doesn't take off ever? Ooh, a really sweet website. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. What do you, yeah. We'll how would that be? Um, if it doesn't take off, I think it would be mm-hmm. disappointing, but I think we, from what Kemper and I have done so far, I would feel very good about how we've approached it, what we've put out already, what we've created, because I think we've done it all the right way. And I'm very proud of what we've come up with so far. And I'm even, as I keep saying, excited to see what else is going to come up from it. So if it doesn't take off or if it doesn't become this necessarily huge thing, it would be disappointing for sure, but I would not be looking back saying like, yeah, that was pretty shitty or, Hey, I can see why I'm like, no, I think we did it right. And it sometimes it just comes down to timing or some things we can't mm-hmm. control because for the things we could control, I know we knocked it out of the nice. park. Yeah. Yeah. 
Kemper. Yeah, I would. I would. Um, it has it has all grown organically, which is nice. So you're not yeah. like investing a bunch of money into it to where we're like now we've lost our money. So there's none of that, which is nice. Right. We haven't spent right. anything. Um, I would probably either have like a feeling of missed opportunity to some mm. degree. Um, I know I would have regrets about like shit. I wish we'd have done this a little more, or you know for myself. Like I wish I'd have done more of this or more of that, or wish I thought of that sooner or whatever. I feel like we keep coming up with ideas on how to, how to help it spread. And it's like, shit, I wish we knew this six months ago, you know? And so the learning journey is, is very, very valuable, but it isn't always the most timely. <laughs> like I'll learn something yeah. that would have been nice to know two months ago, <laughs> you know? That's life, right? I mean, hello. Yeah. And then I'm just like, shit, you know, like now I'm like, well, shit, do we have six more months? So we can, tr we can actually implement this. Or is it kind of like for next too season, late, you know? Yeah. So, That's okay, next, it, it's, next question. Next question. Yeah. And I'll, yes. And then I'll make it so it's not so like, oh. Um, so, so, <laughs> so aside from like the, it's, it's got to make money, it's got to grow, it's got to be a thing. Like, what do you guys, like, what do you guys enjoy about it? Like, what are you getting out of it? Well, honestly, and I apologize, this will be too sappy. It's been awesome for the past year and a half. I've been, I mean, you know, Kemper and I have been great friends since college. But, you know, we we obviously have families, we have lives. And so, you know, we'd probably talk every other week or so or a couple times a month. But like, I talk to this guy every day now. And I've loved that, that we've, I feel like we've gotten even closer. You know, I've made my way down to Nashville a couple times to talk business stuff and one just to come and give him COVID. Um, so that Thank was fun. That. <laughs> so, um, so what it's done, like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's fun to see what we've been able to create. What's fun about it is, you know, he says it's unscripted. It's completely unscripted. So the fun thing is what we're coming up with and we're going to always have that, which we're going to, except for the ones we deleted right. off YouTube. Yeah. They were actually weren't scripted, which that. is what was so bad about him. <laughs> Those words scripted, did not do good words. Uh, so just the fact that we're always going to have this and we can always, you know, my kids love, my son, when I say I'm going up and like, I'm going up to work, you working on pool boy stuff? Is Mr. Kemper going to be there? I'm like, yes, he is going to be there. <laughs> uh, so it's just like that kind of stuff. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I completely agree. And it's been really cool. Um, I think it's, it's always one thing. This is like, again, it's like, I'm like kind of in my own world sometimes psychologically thinking about things, but like, you go through college with these people, you come really close with them. You spend every day with them, like hours and hours a day. And then you guys go to the workforce and you have no idea what they're actually competent at or good at or what they do most of the time. Like I don't even know what <laughs> half my friends even do in some cases. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, um, I wonder if they're a good employee. Like I wonder if they're, uh, you know, considered smart among their peers. I wonder if they're successful. I wonder, like, I don't know. You just, yeah. I'm weird like that. I just, I'm always curious about, you know, what's it like to work with, you know, we have a friend, Aaron, who's at Google. And it's like, you know, we always thought he was like the smart guy, but he's probably, you know, he's very successful. He's at Google. He's a, like an executive type. Or he's like, I don't know, probably surrounded by a bunch of people like him. Like, I don't know. I just always curious about what people bring to the table. It's been really cool for me. Not really knowing, like, other than like our personalities, we know each other extremely well, but we don't know what our strengths are, like in particularly in like a professional setting with no clue what we're both going to be good at or what we're both going to suck at, you know? And so that's been kind of fun for me. I think that is probably my staffing brain kicking in trying to fit all the pieces together. Uh, but to see where our strengths are and see um, what I can count on him for, what he can count on me for. Um, 
that's been fun to experience. Um, I, I agree with Ethan. Mm -hmm. Like the biggest takeaway for me is that I get to talk to him more and we get to hang out more and we have fun doing it. And it has not turned into one of those businesses where people are like, don't ever get in business with family or friends or whatever. Like you'll you'll end up hitting each other. We're not there yet. And hopefully don't get there. That's not there yet. I don't know. Um, but it's been really cool. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. And I, and I didn't want it like, you know, just so you know, like I asked the question about what if it doesn't, you know, what if it doesn't take off? It's like only because I think, you know, we tend to just be like, if it's not a success, it's a failure, right? Is the kind of automatic thing instead of if it's not a success, maybe it was a success in a different way. And Mm -hmm. so I just, I like to just give space for that. Uh, Now I want you guys to be a huge monetary success also like I just because I want these types of stories to be like these are the things that are going like I just I want to be like see you can follow your passion and like have it turn into something right if you have the time and the space and <laughs> um oh, yeah. yes and then when we make it even bigger we're gonna hire you for more photo Excellent. shoots and video shoots I, so yeah I don't do better. video <laughs> I don't know. It'll be like our uh, performance coach, like all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I could probably do that oh, though. Sessions. I could probably. I, I just feel like there's so many shitty ideas out there that people are making money off of. I'm just like, yes. why? Why would this not? Why? Why is this? Yeah. There's no reason to think this couldn't work. You know. Yeah. So just, you have to make some tweaks or whatever, but it's just like it's just a matter of yeah making those tweaks, understanding what those tweaks are, and making them. Really, I just I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's totally naive, but but I just love that you guys have really done like. I love that you've taken just this passion you both have and came together and the timing worked out so well and that you guys just get along so well. And that's so true. What you both said about like, you know, you go to college and then you don't, you're just like, Oh yeah, my friends, like, I don't really know much about them aside from like, you know, I kind of keep in touch with them, but I don't really know who they are to work with. And then, and then to just have this thing together where you guys were so close and now you just have this like business together. I just think it's like, it's all awesome. And your product is, is, super super cool and i'm hope my husband says he's awesome hiring you guys this year so yeah that would be, be better i know be well, he's, he's like the he's happen. the main guy in charge right now so he's like i'm hiring hiring pool boys i'm hiring pool boys, <laughs> hiring pool boys. and i was like it's awesome hire kemper yes um yeah so so what's so what's next for you guys like where are you just is it is it just kind of in the hands of like just trying to get it to grow at this point yeah. So what's next? Obviously, March is coming up. So we got we just did a countdown today. I think it's over just about three weeks until the NCAA tournament starts. So that's our biggest offering right now. And so right now we're just kind of finalizing some pitches. We're just trying to get more people signed up. And, um, you know, even as soon as the tournament ends, we're going to see it's really just kind of year long of how we're, we're pitching people. And, you know, we're probably even Kemper kind of has to put uh, pull the sheet back or you know reel me back in a couple times like well what if we did this another offering in the summer and then we could do this and he's like okay stop because <laughs> that we can't do that uh so then it's just kind of brainstorming of how we can, can maybe do it all year because right now we got the spring and the fall we got a little bit of a gap and that's where kemper is like ethan chill out but uh yeah just kind of always seeing what else we can bring to the table and and, and again right now it's just how we can get seen and how we can get more people to experience it, it. So speaking of that, where can people find yeah. you? www.thepoolboys.net. The Pool Boys. I, and the yes. name. Wait, and who came up with the name Pool Boys? 
last little bit. Kevin, who came up with the yeah, name? Shout out to my dad on that one. <laughs> he very casually mentioned it, almost like trying to describe us. He was like, you should go and like, you talk to one guy and he's like, hey, I talked to these pool boys and they want to do this thing in our office. And I was like, pool boys. Oh, that's, <laughs> Hang on, yes. that's a great name. <laughs> it's so good. I, I didn't think he realized it, you know, but like he totally crushed that. That's awesome. Okay. So totally by accident. The pool and boys. Ever, he told that to me. I was like, yes. <laughs> you guys were like, yes. I like, I remember when Jamie told me and I was like, this is brilliant. This name is brilliant. <laughs> it's like one of the best name things ever. <laughs> And we're going to do a calendar shoot where yeah. uh, swimsuit calendar shoot. Swimsuit so, calendar shoot. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. We'll Dad bod edition. Floating, yep. arms That's behind true. your head. Yeah. Sunglasses. Oh, yeah. One of those t-shirts Fanny. that has a six pack on it. Strategically. Yeah. That you bought, that you bought <laughs> at the t-shirt store. That I bought it. That I bought it. The T-Nasty. 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 What Tennessee? Tennessee? It's Tennessee, Tennessee. with Tennessee. a T dash instead. Tennessee. It's just I, <laughs> all right. Pool boys is a much better name. It rolled right off. It rolled right off the tongue. <laughs> I'm gonna nix Tennessee as a name. I'm not a big. Right, well, I'm nixing it as a business idea. Me so being me, I want to like yeah. Oh, <laughs> me being me, I'd want to buy tea there. <laughs> I'm like, can I buy tea? No, no. Sure, we also sell tea. You it's t-shirts and tea. T-shirts. Everything related Everything. to the letter Mr. T. Mr. T is here. Mr. And, T is yeah. is a he's a wow. he's one of the founding partners. Excellent, Tina Steve. Okay, <laughs> love it. Uh, don't forget, we are also yes. On do Instagram your do Instagram podcast and Google. your website. Give me give me all those things. So yes, the website, as Camper said, is www.thepoolboys.net. Uh, we are on Instagram at we are the pool boys, and then our podcast. <laughs> little different it's fold in the cheese your recipe for fantasy football success fold in the cheese i know that that is from yes schitt's well, creek the schitt's creek reference that's right yes okay. are you going to change reference. it to the pool boys yes. podcast or is it going to stay fold we're in talking the cheese? about it yeah. uh probably we currently have it as like a pool boys production kind of thing oh um, got it Yes. Got yeah. it, got it, got it. I mean, you know, we've got taglines and everything. It's going to be tough to change it because we've got, you know, the end of it's like, you know, keep on folding. Fold it. You know? Keep on folding. We're going to change that. Like if we change, <laughs> right. change the name, we got to change our, our sign off. I don't yeah. know that we can do it. Yeah, yeah. But you could still Stop. be K-Troll on the mic. If you haven't listened to Kemper's podcast, Kemper and Ethan's <laughs> podcast, Kemper is K-Troll on the mic and it is how we refer to him in our household. In your household, everyone. Yeah. Every time I come over there, it's oh, K troll on the mic. K troll on the mic's here. It's K troll. So I have to like I didn't used to do that every episode, and now I have to do it every episode because I know it's now. You will get called it's out. A thing. It's my it's official, a thing. yeah, my public persona. Y'all, this was fantastic. Do you have any any final words for That's following fun. your your purpose here, or do you feel good? Just come jump in the pool with us. That's all we're going to say. Just come jump in the pool. Jump in the pool. All right, you guys. Well, that was fantastic. Thank you so much. Hey, thank Thank you. you. It was fun. Keep doing you. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to myself and the pool boys today. Um, If you haven't noticed, we did reference podcast episodes that are not out yet. (laughs) So if you've made it this far, here's a little bit of real life behind the scenes. So there was supposed to be a different episode that was going to launch today. 
and my giant Mac. I have a 27-inch iMac, do a lot of my photography on, and it has a lot of storage. And its storage basically ran out. And so while I was trying to create this super awesome episode for today, that's kind of a foundational episode, it wouldn't save every software system that I tried, just kept saying, you don't have enough storage. And I tried so many things. I even moved my entire iPhoto library to an external hard drive and it barely did anything. The thing that fixed it, in case anyone is dealing with this, and some of you, when I say this tip, might be like, duh, and some of you will be like, blown away. So I had to make all of my Dropbox files online only. That literally took me from less than one gigabyte of free storage to 628 gigabytes of free storage. So what you can do if you have Dropbox is if it's not automatically set up, whenever you add something to Dropbox, it will also basically save it on your computer. But at least for me, the freaking point is to have it all online. So you just have to change them all to online only, which does mean that you can only access your files when you're connected to the internet. So be aware of that if you do need something on it. Um, But I finally cleared that up Sunday. But given the schedule that I have, it is too late to create a beautiful episode for you guys. So we are putting out today's episode with the pool boys uh, before the one with Jamie Troll, who's Kemper's wife, who we talk about because that needs to come after the other episode that I'm going to record for you, which is going to be all about the Enneagram. So that was a little bit of real life stuff, but you know what, you guys? It did not stop me from getting a podcast out this week, and that is the damn point, consistency. This podcast was recorded, it was ready to go, and it is so easy for me, and I'm sure I'm not alone, to get caught up in doing things what we feel is going to be the perfect way, the perfect order. It's got to go this way. It has to go in this order. And then we just shut down or stop. And I was not going to let that stop me. And I'm totally stoked that this is coming out because it's right in time for March Madness. Should anyone want to hire the pool boys, they are ready for you. And I also, this has to be my favorite intro um, to a podcast episode. So I hope you all had so much fun. Again, thank you for listening. Don't let real life hiccups stop you from being badass. Thank you so much for listening to the Create Beautifully podcast. If you are enjoying this, here's a few things you could do that would be super awesome. Share this podcast with anyone that you think might enjoy it. You can share a link directly. You can take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Don't forget to tag me at Liza Hippler. Also, if you're wondering what to do when you're bored and you find yourself doom scrolling, don't do that. Go ahead and leave me a review instead. That would be the coolest thing ever. And don't forget to create beautifully.